0: This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we're live from Astronomicon, so let's drop a bonus episode. For the past two days, we've been wheeling and dealing, chopping it up with celebrities, and we sat down for an exclusive interview with my favorite tag team of all time, Axe and Smash the Demolition. There's so much to discuss and so little time, so let's get into it right after this break.
1: Welcome to the Toycast. you Toy Cast. up the Super Soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make it tail spin from the launch, the launch pad. It's the time blast, time blast. of the Toycast.
2: You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official Toycast YouTube channel at Time Blaster Toycast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster Toy Line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734 494 2292.
3: All righty, folks. We are live, live and popping at Astronomicon. Uh, thanks to Joe for for that line. Normally, I got the alive and kicking and I'm watching RVD walk by right now, guys. <laughs> what a weekend this was! What's up, bro?
0: <laughs> a wild weekend, right? So we're live, we're live at the end of Astronomicon. Two long days. We guys, we crammed so much life into these past two days, so much life that we decided to record a bonus episode
2: of the Time Blaster Toycast here today. Dude, you're not joking. It is the end. If you look around, everybody's gone, (laughs) pretty
3: much. (laughs) Everyone's tearing
2: out. I mean, it was a hot,
3: humid weekend here in Michigan, 87 degrees yesterday. I believe it was 86 today, but the humidity is sky high. We got some severe weather rolling in, so that just tells you how it is outside. You could stick it is sticky, 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 gross. I know. Well, so
0: much going on, right? So I appreciate but, hey, I appreciate both your guys' help this well, weekend. Well, thank oh. you. So you know, what I wanted
3: to, to let our listeners know is the part of the con we were in, the air conditioning broke. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's hot. It's sticky. People are tearing down. They're exhausted. They're tired. It's very, very warm in here. We are sweating buckets. I probably lost 20 pounds of sweat. <laughs> it
0: hey, was-
2: thank you, Astronomicon, mm-hmm. for making me more healthy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Astronomicon, guys, lots of points we can hit on but big weekend in general tmnt mutant mayhem figures drop. so yeah, yeah this morning prior to astronomicon i made sure i was at target at 8 a.m
2: like you weren't busy with enough stuff
0: oh yeah <laughs> somehow found a way to to squeeze it in i was the only person there at my local target but since uh this morning i've been on instagram throughout the day lots of people uh striking out and missing not
2: finding really? any figures
0: at target yeah so and you had I, a
2: full in cap
0: Full end cap. I felt great going wow. into my Target. You know, fully stocked end cap with all the art, with Master Splinter on the side. Every peg was overflowing with figures. I had my pick of the litter. The only figure missing that I still have to get is Master Splinter. I himself. wonder why. He was the only one. I don't, weird. Because they had multiples of everybody. Hmm.
3: But yeah, super cool stuff. And that'll yeah, but be What a- did you do before that? So this is this is just a walk of <laughs> a, a day in the life here at Keith and the Time Blaster Toy Cast. So we were at Astronomicon all day yesterday. We from, were. What time did you get here? Like 9 a.m.?
0: Oh 8 well, yesterday. I think we'd have to start the day before yeah, that. So let's 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 go let's, let's get rewind. Us to
3: Mutant Mayhem. Let's take walk us through what it takes to cover a convention here, Keith. Let's go Friday let's night. What do. So did you- Friday
0: night. So Friday I'm at the shop till six PM. Shop closes. Right. Uh, right after the shop, we go to Joe's house. This is his daughter Hadley's sixth birthday party. We're yep. spending time with them, having a good time. Drive back home. By then it's about 9, 30, 10 p.m. I realize Astro, you can set up as late as, as midnight. So I go, set up. Or excuse me, I'm just going to drop the totes off. I get there, I drop the totes off. I realize, hey, I'm here. I should start setting up. Right. So I'm setting up, and I'm setting up, and I realize people are walking out the door, and before I know it, I am one of three humans left in this building at (laughs) 1 a.m. That's Friday night. Go to bed. Wake up, 9 a.m. Here all day, baby.
3: Here all day, in the hot, sticky, humid. (laughs) Oh, it was hot. It was very hot, and we got through it. We had a good day in sales. We were right across from RVD, Lita, Jason Muse. Just... It's just a, a few feet away yeah. it's unbelievable you, you, yeah I mean we could have walked over gave all of them a high five if we really wanted to I mean we were staring <laughs> eye to eye a lot of eye contact and nods with the three <laughs> right. aforementioned yep. um, kitty corner to the clerks guys Jeff Anderson who was Randall and um, Brian O'Halloran who was Dante in the clerks movies so we got the GWC fellow, the greatest wrestling <laughs> collection. You might hear him in the background. The mystery machine doors just slammed shut. Lots of noise going on around us here, folks. But the hot. So Keith's here all day in 80-plus degree weather inside the building. Inside the building, it's 80-plus degrees, sweating all day, servicing the fine people here that are Astronomicon. And we had a pretty good day.
0: We had a great day. Sold lots of cool stuff, met lots of people, had a great time. Uh, show closes at 7 p.m., Go home, relax with the family, get to bed around midnight, only to wake up at 5 a.m. this morning, because guess what? Why did you have to wake up at 5 a.m., Keith? (laughs) I was asked to promote the event on local Channel 4 News. So I was here, 6 a.m., waiting. Newscaster in tow, had a lot of fun. Probably not my best outing on the news, but hey, for 6 a.m. and running on four hours sleep, I was happy. Yeah, hey, it w- looked pretty
3: good. WDIV, Channel 4 News here in Detroit. Click on Detroit.com. I'm sure you can find the interview there. Also, probably on the Astronomicon. There's, it's probably. out there. It's, it's on the there. internet. Yes. If you want to watch Keith at 6 a.m. on Channel 4 <laughs> News, you want to see a video of... The booth set up and get a quick glimpse into Astronomicon. There you have it.
0: Yeah, so record the news and then you know that's done at 7 a.m. and I know it's Sunday, June 25th. Yes. And Playmates is dropping the TMNT. Street figures, date, baby. And I'm minutes away from a Target, so I went to Target. I waited in the parking lot till 8 a.m. and I got my boys.
3: Damn, that's the way to do it. I stocked up, but yeah, all great. the Master Splinter, which we're gonna get you.
0: And then you we'll know find him. we get we get to the convention and what do we do, guys. We had a big interview earlier today. I was very excited Dude, to take part of this. This yes. interview
2: was high up on my list of people I've wanted to talk to.
0: Yeah, we had you know we Beach. had a goal, we had a bucket list yeah. for big, Astronomicon. Big, we wanted big to set aside. Out.
3: Yeah, to a couple guys who helped make this happen, Mike at Astronomicon, the guys at Heroes Hideout, help yeah. make this happen. And bucket list for all us and Keith. You know you can you can mention it in, in the interview, but. Seven-year-old Keith <laughs> <laughs> was looking forward to this interview as his favorite wrestlers were Demolition. Written and journaled in a notebook,
0: into a book, baby. And yeah. I just yeah. spoiled who it was. That's fine. That's fine. But no, yeah. So we got to sit down with Axe and Smash themselves. It the was Demolition, great. you know, they carved a little bit of time. What we had about a twenty-minute interview. We
2: literally sat there while they put on their makeup. It was great. Yeah. It was crazy. It was
0: great being a part of it and just uh, getting to pick their brains a little bit about the inception of the Demolition gimmick and what their thoughts were in regards to their action figures over the years because there's been so many incarnations of demolition figures made.
3: Right, yeah. Yeah, and I mean recent guest of the pod, uh, Mike Kanick, we had him on and he talked Big Rubber Guys. Mm-hmm. Demolition Big Rubber Guys available for pre-order. We'll talk about it during the podcast there. So that was a, a big talking point there. But after we had that interview, we had to have a whole other day at Astronomicon. And what a day it was. I mean, not as hot today, but hot
2: still.
0: Right, yeah. And hey, you know, Joe had the video camera. We got a few cameos in. You know, we talked to Dude, him.
2: we had some fun. We <laughs> talked
0: to <laughs> former Detroit Red Wing, da- Darren McCarty. I mean, look, I, I turned copy.
2: and Dave is just having a conversation with Darren McCarty.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which was so funny, right? Yeah. So uh, I was explaining to Darren McCarty in a video that you guys will one day see, but it won't be on the podcast. So earlier this week, uh, coming into the shop, there's a giant tote at the front door. Uh, yeah. Before I can get in, I'm like... I'm thinking, ooh, what's in this tote? Somebody leave me some carded TMNT oh, you gifted wish. me. The, you know what I mean? Crack it open, VHS tapes. Nothing but VHS. You it's know still fun. Oh, great. Yeah. You know, happy to go through it. Appreciate whoever you are that left me yeah, those thanks. VHS tapes free of charge. But in the VHS tapes was one person's, uh, you know, home copy. So it's just got, like, the handwritten thing on it. It just says Detroit Red Wings versus Colorado Avalanche featuring Darren McCarty versus Lemieux. The big fight, the infamous fight fight. that Dave will explain to you how important this fight is. But I thought it was great because I knew in a couple days' time we were going to see Darren McCarty and I was going to show him that VHS tape.
3: Yeah, I mean, but that, Dave, what's the importance of this fight? The, Come on. The fight. So, in the mid 90s, the biggest rivalry in hockey. So, hockey actually gets to its peak. All you kids out there, the Mighty Ducks fans, hockey gets a boom in the 90s. The ESPN partnership, the Mighty Ducks movies, people have a sudden interest in hockey. The league expands from 21 teams to 26 teams within a three year span. So, hockey is booming. It's everywhere, it's available for everybody. During this time of the hockey boom, when it's readily available to any sports fan, the two best teams in the league are the Colorado Avalanche and the Detroit Red Wings. Colorado Avalanche eliminated the Red Wings in the '96 playoffs. Now then, here we are. <laughs> so here we are in 1997, and the rivalry—it's hot. A dirty check by Claude Lemieux inside playoff game from behind on Chris Draper, puts him face first into the corner of the boards, knocking him out. So this is the very next game, very next shift. Claude Lemieux on the ice, and who comes out? the enforcer of the Detroit Red Wings, the man who had big shoes to fill a big Bobby Probert, but Darren McCarty, Probert's <laughs> protege, gets on the ice and beats the snot on Claude Lemieux. <laughs> he
2: destroyed Lemieux. <laughs> he turtles
3: him up. He punches him in the face. Claude Lemieux drops, covers his head up. He just—you know He's on all fours on the ice, and, and McCarty's just filling him. He's Ugh. just filling him fists. <laughs> Anywhere, Anywhere he, can get, he fist. can get in there. Beats the tar out of him. The game's tied. It goes to overtime, and guess who scores the game-winning goal? Darren McCarty. Yep. I mean, wow, like I a, have
0: chills over dude, here. Like it I, was great.
3: Like a Detro- I mean, I'm not a Red Wing fan at all, which is like sacrilegious being in h- hockey town. But yeah. I think it's a fallacy. I could go. That's a whole other podcast. But as a hockey fan, one of the most iconic moments in the history of sport. I mean, ESPN did a whole documentary on this. Darren McCarty did a one man tour talking about this game, the yeah. fight. He brought Claude Lemieux on stage. They sold out a 5,000 seat theater in Detroit. Yeah. talking about. It. I mean, this is one of the biggest moments in the history of hockey and. Keith's got the VHS tape from it randomly in a van. <laughs> I just remember... Randomly in a tote in front I of remember the, uh, watching
2: it on TV. Yeah. And when they came back from commercial, the camera was just on the pool of blood, <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> just, you're just like, wow. Yeah, and the goalies <laughs> fought. Patrick Wan and Mike
3: Vernon yeah. had a brawl yeah. during that same thing. That It was a brawl. I mean, it was... lived in. A like ES- bro. ESPN's done a whole documentary on this. There's, yeah. just, there's documentaries out there on this fight, this moment, mm-hmm. and Keith... As fate would have it, this lucky fellow that I know, <laughs> best friend for 20 years, gets dropped off on his on his uh, stoop of his store, a box with that tape in it, just says fate would have it this weekend when he's going to see the guy.
0: And the tape, you know what, I, I'll i post a picture in the post, I promise, when this podcast drops. The yeah. tape, you know, it's got the writing, but there's a, just a little bit of space on the top of the tape. Well, perfect for a signature, right? Yep. So. Uh, you know, Darren McCarty signs it for me. We, we chop it up. We have a great time. Joe filmed it all. We'll post it at some point. But Yeah,
2: check out the uh, Time Blaster Toycast on YouTube.
0: Uh, not the only celebrity that we kind of bum-rushed with a camera this weekend because we had <laughs> no. an opportunity. He's Buff and he's the stuff, and he was here, so we decided, hey, we got to go talk to Buff for a minute, right? So How do you not go talk to Buff? <laughs> I mean, it's you just don't. <laughs> I didn't talk look, to Buff. <laughs> look, that's because you had to man the booth. <laughs> when you got a... 12-inch tall, WCW, tough-talking, yeah. mint-in-box action figure of Buff Bagwell. And yes. Buff Bagwell, the man, is standing 20 feet to your right. You yeah, take you, it over you there to him, to him and you talk to him about it. To. And then you have him In sign In a situation
3: it. like that, you absolutely have to, yeah.
0: And we got it on videotape, baby, We did, so. the
3: whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably pretty excited to talk about see the toy, sign the toy, and talk about it. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. He
0: told told me and Joe all about it. talked about He said he remembered going into the offices to record the audio for it. Yeah,
3: because some of those talking toys
0: traditionally. It won't be the voice of the person. It'll just be some voice actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, Once in a while, it's accurate. There's Sometimes dedicated
2: actors who just copy people's voices. Right, but he
0: says no. I yeah. recorded the voice for this. He remembered yep. it, and he, you know, they only made eight figures in yeah. that style. Only eight characters made it, and he was. Do you he, remember all eight? No way. I could guess half of them, but he was, you know, he was proud to be right. one of the eight because it, you know, he only the top, Only top yeah, guys got it. Hogan,
3: Savage, Goldberg, DDP. I don't even think there was a Hogan. I think it was a no, like DDP, wow. Sting, Sting, Nash.
0: Luger? There's a Conan one. There oh, is yeah. a Conan. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, we're talking, though, the tippy, tippy top of For sure. the wrestling yes. business getting these. The mm-hmm. 12 inch tall So what, what is the toy Just for the folks That aren't familiar It's just a
0: 12 inch tall Action figure So imagine like a Toy Biz WCW figure Except this one's 12 inches tall And in the chest There's a couple slits Where you could uh, Hear audio coming from it a speaker it, uh-huh. And when you hit it Or you punch it It talks And it says different phrases
3: From Buff Bagwell's career um. So you you may hear some background noise here because the mystery machine is going to get driven out <laughs> of Astronomicon. You're going to possibly hear this live on the, the air. Revving of the engine. Yeah, Do you is, think
0: Scooby and Shaggy are back there? It's been, long, it's been a long
3: day. I I think it would be pretty sweet. I mean, the, the fella getting in does look does reminisce Shaggy a little bit. Um. You know, but it was always Fred driving, right? Yeah, I Fred usually. So. Yeah,
0: Shaggy was always in the back. Shaggy couldn't Shaggy could drive. Eating sandwiches yeah.
3: with Scooby. Yeah. Too busy to drive. So while this fire's up, gonna fire is going to fire up here in a minute, but, I mean, yeah, Buff Bagwell here, we talked about RVD, mm-hmm. we talked about Lita, the whole class of Clerks, I mean, we didn't have any Clerks toys here, there's lines, but mm-hmm. if you're a toy collector, there was tons of view-ask-over stuff. There, it, there is. it is. You may have heard it, that was the Mystery Machine, folks, the Mystery Machine. The Mystery Machine. Just started, and you heard it live. You from heard it live, and it's driving out of here. It is driving through Burton Manor here in Livonia, <laughs> Michigan, out <laughs> yeah. of Astronomicon. Not every podcast in the world <laughs> gets live audio no, of the Mystery Machine driving. No, and I think the driving. revving
0: of this engine might be our cue to kick it to the interview that we took earlier today I with Demolition Guys. Right. You think so? We've, we've spoke about it at length. It was a whole lot of fun talking to Axe and Smash. Two great guys. One yes. that we learned lives in Michigan. Yeah. So why don't we kick to that interview, and then we'll catch you guys once you're done here in that clip.
1: Here comes the-
3: My name is Dave at Matthew Priest. On social media, we are alive and kicking with the following ToyCast, which is a special edition scheduled for a 60-minute time limit. Introducing first, your hosts. They're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare figures with actions. Let's crack open a cold one because they're the reigning, defending ToyCast tag team champions of the world at the Retro K.O. Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster ToyCast. And now, making their way down the Time Blaster Toy Cast toy aisle. LJN made one of them. Hasbro immortalized them, and others got a second with a different look. Jackson and Mattel have made versions through the years, and coming soon, Wrestle Dudes and Big Rubber Guys by Major Bendys will be the next hot collectible for any wrestling fan. For 35 years, pain and destruction are not just their middle name, but what every tag team deals with when stepping in the ring with them. Three-time WF World Tag Team Champions. For nearly 30 years, they had the longest reign of those titles at 478 days. Ladies and gentlemen, Axe and Smash Demolition.
4: Morning, how are hey, you guys? What
5: man can you talk?
4: That's that's huge, <laughs> and that, that was ad lib too, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally off the cuff, guys. Well, thank just made thank it. you for having us today. Oh,
0: thank you, guys. We appreciate you sitting down with us, and I know that we are on borrowed time, so we want to get right into it. Um, you know, first of all, I told you off air, demolition, my all time favorite tag team since I was seven years old, so being in your presence is awesome. And real quick, I wanted to talk about the inception of the idea of demolition because. You know, the team and the aesthetic, it's so what we like to call toyetic, is a word, toyetic, you know what I mean? Like you look at you two guys and you look like action figures, you know what I mean? So, my first question was like, real briefly, you know, what was the genesis of the idea coming up with uh, Demolition, the look and all of that? Well, Randy
4: Colley who was the first uh, uh, individual to approach me, Mm -hmm. had, you know, it was taken after the movie, the Mad Max movies. Okay, yeah. And uh, we played around with it and added the paint and added some things and deleted some things. So Mm -hmm. I have to give him credit for the the initial idea for it. And then, you know, Smash and I tweaked it there and tweaked it there and added some things and deleted some things. So it was a process of about... Six months, I'd say, huh?
5: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Randy Collie was actually the first smash. Right, yeah. When, when it all happened, and I didn't even know about that. I was uh, in Crockett's territory, so I never you know, knew that the demolition was already out there sure. or anything. Yeah. So that's when, uh, I don't know, how long was it with Randy?
4: Just two days, because two day. unfortunately... <laughs> oh, two days, <laughs> Well, wow. two days. He, yeah. he had already been in the area... As one of the moon dogs, so people recognized
0: that him. That was a question I was going to ask because you yeah. always hear that how like he was being catcalled as a moon dog, yeah. and that's true from day like, one. From day
4: one, wow. day one we had uh, it was either Hershey or Hamburg, but we did TVs, two mm-hmm. TVs. At the end of the second day, I said it's going to be a uh, excellent idea, but it's just not going to work. Yeah, and I was willing to step aside mm-hmm. and go back to Japan, but. Randy was gracious enough to step aside and then we they had made a number of other suggestions and there again they were people who were already in the company that people would recognize Uh and we had to step outside and that's when uh, that's how Barry got involved in it because nobody recognized
5: him and it it just worked out you know it was the right time right place I quit Crockett's territory Mm -hmm. and Ricky Steamboat and Dave Hebner they went to Vince and said, hey, that I was available. So it just happened that all this happened at the same time as yeah. when Vince called me up. Yeah, so,
0: I was gonna ask, so from the day that, uh, you know, Collie's in it for two days, yeah, and the idea is, uh, you know, you take him out of that role, and you put Barry in that role, how, are we talking like next day, is it a couple of weeks? Oh, no, or? no,
4: it was probably a couple of months. Oh, months. okay. See, Great. I left, I had already had a plan, not a plan, a, a contract, Go back to Japan. Oh, so okay. So we were going to do TV and then come back the next month, do TV again. I got you. So in that interim, I was back and forth to Japan. I see. And then I went up to Charlotte. And Barry and I had lunch and Matt met Matt and discussed stuff. And,
5: and, and when I when I went up to see Vince, they, you know, kinda showed me the idea and everything, mm-hmm. but they said you don't have the job yet until Bill agrees upon a partner. Okay. And he was in Japan at the time, so
2: um,
5: and then I was on the road for four years every day. And, yeah. I, and I told Vince I said, I need a break. So he put me under contract and I it was like three months later. Yeah. When our first debut was. So I had you know, two two and a half months off. I was just training, get back in shape, and then, I see. And then so it was about a three month period. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: then, growing that hair out, trying to yeah, yeah <laughs> you know. Co- covering that tattoo. Covering that's that the thing. thing I always remember is like of the the Smash Hasbro action figure, how he has the elbow pad like around the bicep, right? I, I, didn't, I never, I never did, understood it as a kid, and now as a man, that's but I been never in the did it to, to
5: I never did it to cover up the tattoo. I just it was did it just for. A, for part of a pad. To, you know, oh, you hey know dude,
0: it was unique, right? It's like a football
5: player, you know, puts a forearm pad on and put an arm pad on Yeah, okay. So everybody says, oh yeah, you covered up your tattoo. Well, I guess it did, but it always came down. You could see it served the
0: two purposes. Yeah, right.
5: yeah. <laughs> that's awesome so
0: again demolition being so toyetic we like to talk to people about i mean you guys have been immortalized in plastic so many times uh axe got an ljn smash you know the company ljn folded like right when your figure the next series that was going to be produced you were going to be a part of that set the company goes belly up so the figure never comes out so for little kids like me in the 1980s you got one half of your favorite tag team for years i got an axe i have no smash yeah so a few years go by, Hasbro starts producing the figures, and that's these smaller little plastic guys right, right, and uh, any memories of seeing those for the first time or maybe going to a store with, uh, with the family and like, here I am look at me
4: <laughs> well it was it was uh, cute because I had four grandsons at the time and yeah, and I would always call them dolls yeah. <laughs> and, and my uh-huh. my oldest grandson who's now graduated from college. He says, "Papa, they're not dolls; they're action figures." Yeah, sure. <laughs>
5: well, my son, I don't know, was he three, four, or five years old, or whatever, and he used to always say, "Mine's the daddy doll yeah. and Uncle Bill doll." Yeah, you know? that had to so, be cool
4: for them, right? Yeah. yeah. You know?
5: yeah. But it was—it's pretty humbling when you get a, you know, an action figure out there. Yeah. So. Yeah,
4: it is unique. I mean, when you look back, and even now with the new ones coming out, uh-huh. it's, uh it's it's amazing. It's a, it's a good. It's been a good ride.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so over the years, you had the LJNs, the Hasbros, Jax has made figures, Mattel's made figures, but there's been like a long drought, right? You know There hasn't been any new demolition action figures for quite a while, but that's all changing this year, right? I mean, there's multiple companies making, right? you know, they're making uh, Major Bendis is making, they're called Big Rubber Guys, it's their version of an LJN. Yeah, and they look
5: great too. Oh, they
0: they have movable masks, you know what I mean? They have the entrance gear, so we're finally getting that smash figure we never had. Have you Guys, seen them in in person yet?
4: No, was, no. I've seen them on uh, uh, photos and stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. On incredible. Oh.
3: Like the detail in your guys' face paint that they put on there. Yeah. Did you have to license that out with your face paint or anything? Yeah. That was right? just
4: all in yeah. one. just when they approached us, we just said go ahead with it. Yeah. We were just uh, happy that, like you said, they're coming out with some new figures. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the same can be said for the wrestle dudes. We have these in front of us, so these are. You know, similar in size to a Funko Pop, a fully vinyl figure, uh, made by Heroes Hideout. These things are awesome as well, man. Yeah. And I mean, they oh, look, yeah. They, I, look,
2: they look great. I
5: really I like those wrestling shoes. Yeah. Those... Uh, I think it's one of the best things with the way the yeah. paint is and the tongue sticking out, the whole, everything is just...
4: And they come in a nice package that we can autograph. And, sure. You know, like similar to the Funko box. Yeah, I saw,
5: you know, I saw
0: photos off air and it's, you know, same size as the Funko Box. Yeah. The same type of aesthetic, but, you know, unlike a Funko, way more realistic, right? Yeah. You know, it's a larger head, but it's not super cartoony. It's
4: realistic looking. Yeah.
0: You know, you got the chaps on, you got the profits on. These things are great.
5: Really, them. you got to get online and order these ahead of time because they're, I mean, they're selling fast. Yeah,
0: and, and I think, think
1: it's
5: a limited them. run too, yeah, right? Yeah, the ones yeah. in Europe that they had sold right away. Yeah. So Heroes Hideouts, they uh, they're taking the early orders. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're gonna have them in your store or
0: I will be talking off air. You better <laughs> get them going there, you know. Hey, gotta, gotta do it. Um, I know we're you know we're pressed for time. Real quick, Barry, Smash. Yeah. I, can we talk about repo man even definitely, just for you know what definitely I mean? I love the repo man. I have one single WWF Hasbro figure in the package that I kept all these years. it's in my basement. And it's a repo man. I love it. You know um, what I mean? Uh, what was the idea behind the whole genesis of that? Was that an idea you came up with, or were you approached with something I, I and kind, kind of tweaked it? Or
5: Vince and myself both kind of came up with it, because uh-huh. I, I used to repo cars. So.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. so Learning <laughs> something new. So
5: I, I mentioned it, and Vince says, well, you're the repo man. General, so that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. But it started off... Being uh, a heel, and I was supposed to end up being yeah. a baby face. All wanted, the idea was to do yeah, a and, and I wanted to only do it for a few years, be done with wrestling, well, and then I wanted to... Get on the celebrity golf tournaments where I really wanted to do that. I see. And then yeah. do Make-A-Wish things there. And then he told me, he says, Barry, you're not going to be a babyface for this game. <laughs> and when he said that, then I put in my notice. So that was the end of the deal. Oh really? So that's when I left there.
0: Yeah. You know, it was only a few years ago, I was uh, on a deep dive on the internet looking up wrestling history that I always do, and I found a. It's like a squash match with Repo Man. Has to be near the end of the run but you had like totally different gear you had a full mask on your head do you remember this? I, I
5: do remember what was yeah. the thinking that was it was they, just something something different change it you up know, different pictures yeah. looking, hoping another another figure, another figure yeah. would another figure figure yeah. come like, out with thinking that thinking ahead yeah
3: you know, so
5: but anyways I ended up quitting after that anyway
3: yeah, yeah. Great. I do have one more question for, for Axe here. So before the LJN came out of you, did Mass Superstar or even in Japan, the, the machine, super strong machine, did, did you ever have a figure approached or anything like that before?
4: I don't recall. I don't. I don't remember anybody a, approaching me at all. Uh, I thought the Mass Superstar character would have. Yeah. Would, would still be good. You Absolutely. Know, uh,
3: has there ever been a mass superstar?
4: Well, there's been custom figures. People have sent me... Uh, I've got about three or four d- custom oh, figures, wow. small ones like the Hasbro size and larger ones like the LJN size, but just customized. Well, hopefully
3: the folks at Heroes Hideout wrestle dudes. Maybe we get a future two-pack alternative with Mass Superstar and Repo Man. Oh,
4: that'd be yeah. cool! Look at that! Yeah, that'd <laughs> be
3: good.
0: It's an exciting time, yeah. you know. So many independent toy creators, you know. 10, even ten years ago, it wasn't doable. You know what I mean? Three D yeah. printing and computer and technology—you couldn't yeah, do that, right? But now, all these independent makers have access to, you know, so much technology that you can create these things. Wrestle dudes can exist, and big rubber guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, they can exist outside the WWE bubble. You don't have to play right. ball. They get
3: merchandise made, and that's that's awesome. Yeah,
4: it is. And with
3: the with the licensing of that, so do you guys own the demolition? I own, I own
4: axe and Barry's permitted to use Dem- Smash. I have, a, I own it uh, until two days after I pass. I probably won't need it after that. <laughs>
3: so, was there any uh, influence, I know, obviously with makeup, but another question: so like any influence with Kiss and like the Gene Simmons and his? Tiz-
4: Mark. Uh, you know i we just started painting and just start, changed up a little bit and the, the the face paint changes with the the time frame in the locker room if we have more time or it's we we add a little more if we have less time yeah we have
5: like a spot show paint job and then you have a Wrestlemania <laughs> yeah. paint job of yeah. course so totally. it varies
3: depending upon how
4: detailed you want it <laughs> yeah totally yeah. and our moods too
3: yeah. Well, it looks incredible today. Guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, uh, one last thing I got to say, that? as a fan, a as a little dog. kid, your guys' theme song got me into heavy metal music. I didn't <laughs> even know heavy metal music existed, but that theme song was the best. Theme. Still my favorite wrestling theme song. Ever. Yeah,
4: it was uh, the first day we heard it. Uh, was in Madison Square Garden.
3: Oh man, and, uh, what a place to hear it for the and
4: first time. It was in a locker room and Jimmy says, I want to run this by you. And we both loved it from day one. And then add to the story when I lived in, I'm living in Atlanta and was there at that time, but they played it on the regular, Radio stations.
0: Oh really? Oh, every, on the, oh yeah. All, all over, so my yeah.
4: daughter every morning, the the bus driver would turn to the channel, and every morning she'd go to school. Oh, and, she was
2: for, for school that day. <laughs> yeah. She was so amped. Well, you yeah. know and then when Jimmy oh, no. said they were going to create yeah, a song.
5: Yeah, for yeah, us, yeah, yeah, you know, there was other songs, perfect. and it was just like, oh yeah, yeah, you know. Right. You know, yeah. who expectations cares? are. Yeah. Awesome whatever you. you know. Yeah. But then when all of a sudden you heard it, it was like,
4: holy shit, that's a a song. You know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I and we get comments from people. That once they heard the song, once the music started, they knew something was yeah. going to happen.
0: That was it. I mean, it, you know, it just caught my imagination from such a young age. It's the whole package. It's the music. It's the gear. It's the mask and the tongue out. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. all of it. And it, it translates. You know, to it's tor- funny.
5: When the song starts, it says, here comes the So Every yeah. time we go through the curtain, yeah. he comes out first. Yeah. You know? and it just was it's how it literally
3: was. literally
0: setting yeah. the
4: stage. Yeah, you know is, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All little things stuff.
3: that make such a huge difference in presentation. Yeah. You walk, walking to the theme song. and yeah. All those things. It, you just, it fit the gimmick. To like what he's saying, the characters are right. seeing. I mean, as a little kid myself, everybody's captivator. Yeah. And then when you when the bell rings, I mean, like the Royal Rumble, when you're one and two, and you're just beating the snot out of each other, I'm like, that's what you expect them to yeah. Uh,
4: yeah, exactly.
5: It would have been hard it's to you know, get a headlock or, you know, just sit there and, you know,
3: that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And then with, we, we had a couple proposals for managers. Yeah, and we had uh, Johnny Johnny V for a period of time, mm-hmm. but he was out, I'm a good manager, nothing against him, but he was out in left field, he wasn't serious. Yeah. And we needed somebody that was sinister, and evil, yeah. and devious, yeah. and there's Fuji. Yeah. So we asked for him, and Vince said yes, and he, he matched. And he went, then when he jumped and left us, yeah. he went from Master Fuji, knowing everything, to Food's the Stooge. <laughs> yeah, Food's
0: the Stooge. It was, it was perfect though, because he helped the act at the start and he had so much heat that that transition to Babyface, man, you know, right. you probably worked with him for two years straight, right? yeah, you yeah. know, either on your side or against.
5: You know, it's funny because the first interview when Fuji left us,
3: mm-hmm.
5: Bill says, Food's the Stooge, you know, and I started laughing because <laughs> he came up with that. It was just like perfect, yeah. you know.
2: For uh, speaking of Fuji, I had a question. Uh, WrestleMania four, when you guys went over on Strikeforce and you won the titles, and you had that one of my favorite runs, as a tag team division. Um, was that something that was planned out ahead of time, or was that like a last minute kind of call? Because you guys were really getting over with the fans. I've always wondered
5: if Vince had that planned out or if that was kind of called. The oh oh, when oh the, yeah, that was planned, yeah. Yeah, That was the first rib Fuji yeah. did on us though. Yeah. He uh, he had a cane that was real green so it wasn't gonna break. Right. Okay. And he said, you know, he gave that to Bill and Bill hit Rick Martel with it and was supposed to snap. Supposed well, to snap. Well, <laughs> well it did and it about yeah. tore his head off, you know? <laughs>
4: right. Yeah. So,
5: that was the first rib you
4: pulled on us. Oh, I know you and if it wasn't TV. so loud, everybody would have heard Martel going. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: because yeah. yeah, I know you guys were working real, but you guys were getting cheers like so, yeah. yeah. a lot. So yeah. I was just wondering if that was kind of an audible call that was made.
4: Oh, no, no, that was. Yeah, no. no, that was that was planned. But I, I think the fans there again with the music. And the characters it's hard people knew that something was gonna happen. And they really didn't care if we were good or bad, just as long as we were demolition. Oh, yeah.
5: right. So uh, it was almost like they booed you for respect, not because they hated you. Yeah, you know, they, they, just loved, along. they loved the to boo you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I know, uh, you know, guys, Astronomicon's starting in just a minute. So, again, we just want to thank you for your time. Awesome talking to you guys. Again, thanks for all you've done.
4: It's Love our it. pleasure. These,
0: uh, the Wrestle Dudes, unbelievable figures, big wrestling guys, awesome figures. Uh, 30 years in the making, the smash figures getting made. So, again, guys, thank you so much. Well, next thanks time I come to into
5: town. town, I live in Michigan now, so oh, I have really? to come and see the store. Oh, please. Yeah, I got my yeah. Michigan driver's license four days ago. Wow. I almost okay. cried getting rid of the Minnesota one, but uh,
4: Oh, welcome to the dark side. You mean you gave up your Japanese one?
5: I gave up the Japanese (laughs) one. Yeah, so I had a little tear in my eye getting rid of the Minnesota one. You
3: you have had a lot of ties in Michigan, too, because, I mean, Bill, you started your career early in your career in Detroit.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: And and then, you know, when you guys got back together, wasn't that during WrestleMania 23 here? I believe believe so. Yeah, that That was the
4: first—that was the (laughs) first— That year, yeah, that was the first year. Now we're going, you mentioned 35. Now we're into our 36th year. 36 years together. Wow.
5: That's
0: that's impressive, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a testament to the two of you. Yeah. No arguments, no fights. And,
5: that's uh, how
4: it should be, you know what I mean?
5: You yeah, know, I think the only other tag team that's probably that long, <laughs> long is probably uh, the Bushwhackers. Yeah. Right? They've been together forever, you know, and the terrible uh,
4: Butch, but, mm-hmm. yeah. you
5: know, yeah, not too many tag teams have been together that long. I don't like
4: that. Yeah. There, yeah, that was guys, a shock.
3: Longevity is incredible. We're happy we got to do this. Thank you guys so much. Again, get your big rubber guys. Get your wrestle dudes. Oh, if yeah. You're, if you're... Keep your eye out on the convention circuit because these guys, if you're coming to meet them anywhere, keep peeled. They're going to have the face paint on. They're going to have the belts with them. You're going to get some good autographs. You're going to get some good photo ops. So come meet Demolition, whoever they're in a town near you, and get your wrestle dudes it's a big rubber
4: guys yeah,
1: yeah. Thank, thank, you. thank you guys yeah, great meeting you. you too thank you great, great meeting, meeting you guys, guys. thank you
0: pretty crazy stuff, guys. If uh, two weeks ago, would you think we'd be interviewing Demolition and sitting down with uh, my new best friends at X and, <laughs> Smash and friends. chopping it up about the history and the inception of the gimmick and the toyeticness of the characters? Dude, I can't wait to go
2: golfing
3: with Demolition. <laughs> right.
2: Dude. Hey, hole in he one pretty buried. much invited us, right? It felt I
3: mean... that way. Hole in one, ours. So Once I mentioned, you know, like... Well, he mentioned the the
0: golfing first during the interview, and hey. the, uh, the light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, oh, man, that wasn't a gimmick. I didn't re- realize yeah, like a handicapped golfer. I didn't like, realize that Barry Darso like, loved golf to that's the point why that he, he, got he created the a character a yeah. golf. Well, he didn't
3: create the character. It was, it was much like Repo Man. The story goes that he was a good deal. You know, he was, as he mentioned in the interview, I was a Repo Man. I repo trucks. They yeah. made me the Repo Man. Right. I was a handicapped golfer, or a scratch golfer, like one of the best golfers in the locker room. So the guys would be a golfer character. <laughs> golf was starting to take off in the late nineties. We didn't get to talk about it, but I always thought that's how it kind of came to be was a similar take real life and and run with it. Right?
0: Yeah, man. Some of the best characters are based on that. I mean, if that's to be true, then I guess my next professional wrestling character should be a uh, toy salesman. Toy salesman. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Or maybe a professional wrestling podcaster. Has there ever been a Pro wrestling podcaster so. as a character? I, I, no. I think
3: the toy salesman would almost tie into like maybe I'm off base here, but I feel like a collector carrier character would work. I know like the Marvel movies, like Thanos collected the rings, but like a collector, like there was always the belt. Oh collector, but yeah. They even take a little Jean Pierre Lafitte and they collect items and oh, they geez. barter with Jean
0: Pierre <laughs> Lafitte. That's the first time he's ever been they, dropped they, on the pod.
3: They barter. I mean, we're talking Repo Man and Hold on One Day darso so he fits right in. <laughs> he does. But um. You know, you barter bar systems, and that, folks, is the the G.I. Joe. The the, the G.I. Joe, like, had a booth here, like, where guys. Cosplay is like roadblock, and there was like some Cobra guys, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and and they were all cosplayed up. So they they just took off by here in a four wheeler, yeah, uh, with their GI Joe get-up, So that was really cool. If we keep talking long
0: enough, we're going to hear the Ecto One's engine also ready yeah. really, yeah. really oh. soon because we we're are will. literally surrounded by cars. So yep. many
3: Ghostbusters today. So
0: many fumes in the air right now. So, so many Michael
3: Myers air. today. <laughs> a lot of Michael Myers today. Joe, Joe, what were you saying about the fumes in here? Um, they're making me very sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> these these fumes
2: are. Making me sleepy. That
3: was uh, roadblock from GI Joe just walked right by us again. So it was the Cobra guys who took out of here on their four wheeler. Uh, Roadblock just walked by us. Awesome like costume get up and they had their whole booth and recruiting GI Joes, which is very cool. It's
0: been a long weekend, boys. Astronomicon was a lot of fun. It's in the it's in the books. We did the thing. We filmed we filmed some videos. We talked to demolition, we sold some toys, we met lots of cool people. Yeah. I mean, you up for the next one? I mean, I feel like we gotta keep this train rolling, oh, yeah. right? If you're down, great. I'm down.
3: Great. You know who what other wrestler was here we didn't talk about? Was, was Tyler Maine. Uh, yeah. He was you know, and there's a toy of him. But from the X-Men movie, I believe, is Sabretooth, the original. I know,
0: which is like those X-Men movie figures are everywhere, right? If you yeah. own a vintage toy shop like that like I do, at some yeah. point in your life you're gonna have a hundred of them. And I did, but for some reason in the last six months Maybe, I, I guess I sold him, because I thought for sure, oh, I'm going to have the saber-tooth figure. Right. And I'm picturing the one where he's, like, covered in snow. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. variant, which yep. is a cool figure, and have my man, Tyler Main sign it, but Sold it. Sold it a little while ago, so I didn't yeah. have anything for him to sign. But we definitely, you know, he walked by, said hello to us. Nice guy. I talked to him for like
2: 20 seconds. You he guys, was cool.
0: You, it was rare for you to meet someone like kind of your same I height. had to look up. Oh, you looked up. I looked up to Tyler. Yeah, he was a tall He was a, He's tall a very tall brother. gentleman.
3: And he also had toys as Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie movies. He did. Oh, so I, I didn't even think it. of that. This My mind just instantly went to Sabertooth. This, this is a dude who also has had like toys on him made of him here. I mean, Tom Savini was here. He was a uh, sex machine from dusk till dawn. Yeah. And he had, I believe, a figure of that. And how he has designed those so many iconic <laughs> horror makeups and masks and that costumes all been made
0: into, figure,
3: I right? mean, into bray, figures i mean yeah. yeah. like the bray wyatt fiend mask was made out of his studios in pittsburgh like he oversaw the process jason baker made the masks and stuff but mm-hmm. they happened in tom savini's studio That's so cool. just a legendary special effects guy and actor right you know it's just a uh, cool to have him here so there was just a little bit of something for everybody um all kinds of people, all kinds of cool booths and shops. Did you guys end up buying anything while you were here? I oh, didn't. Oh,
0: I bought some stuff. I already posted pictures on Instagram. Yeah. I bought the complete set of the 1992 Playmates Adams Family action figures. So Ooh. Uh, there's only one series of six figures, yeah. and they're in that classic Playmate style that you guys p- close your eyes, picture TMNT, Toxic yeah. Crusaders. We're talking five to five and a half inch scale, cartoony, colorful. Um, whole set, mint on card. Most of them that went unpunched, bought them all in one fell swoop. And I posted that picture yesterday morning, and it's already like six, 700 likes. Oh, that's beautiful. Many, many comments. Everyone remembers these figures. Super iconic. Um, How convenient. You found the
3: whole set yeah. just in one I mean, when you collection's
0: see a, done. <laughs> when you see a whole set like yeah. that, you got to pull Absolutely. the trigger. So I was and, happy
3: to get those. And you know, Playmates just having your luck this week, too, because we all, I mean, <laughs> I know we don't. This is a bonus episode for everybody. We don't know when the date is, but we have some podcast breaking news that we can we can drop on here. Playmates related.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because it, it, depending when this pod comes out, the interview that we're going to be discussing in a moment is a month away. So I'm sure you're going to hear this before you hear that. Yes. Um, and this has been in the works for months, going back and forth uh, with publicists at Playmates, and we got it confirmed uh, in a few weeks' time. We're gonna. Talk to the VP of Marketing and Product Development at Playmates Toys, a position he's held for 20 years, yeah. Pat Linden. This guy's overseen the TMNT line since the early 2000s till now. He's going to talk to us, and you know we're going to hit him with some hard-hitting questions. Oh, we're we going to get to the bottom of his TMNT brain, dude. I cannot yeah. wait for that.
3: It's <laughs> going to be good. And you can talk to him at family toys as well. If he, I mean, he was... Not the VP of marketing in 1992. He probably won't have any clue, but he bet you he knows a lot about Ben
0: 10 and the other properties yeah. Playmates made. Hey, a long may. Way. But hey, maybe he's going to be a Playmates historian. You know what? Maybe.
3: Maybe this dude was the intern in the room that was all about the <laughs> Cyber Samurai collection. <laughs>
0: We're going to ask him all about it. Can't wait, guys. Again, I want to thank you both for helping me all weekend. Oh, our pleasure. I yeah, couldn't do it without fun. you, but I think it's time we go home and like go to bed. Let's right? do it like, yeah. I, need, I need four uninterrupted hours of sleep. Let's crash,
3: and I hope everybody enjoys that bonus episode that we gave you here for today and uh, we'll catch you next week
1: Welcome to the Toy cat. You hey, up the super soakers for the time blast. time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch it's the time blast. Time blast. A toy cat. Toy we cat. know the facts well, straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Yeah. Three capilleros on the move, no duck bill. Cause Ooh. they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Uh. Be kind of rewind like Blockbuster back. Yeah. Got reviews, have you looking for the red flag? and bigger noses than Mark Summers I the show hand, so get chair. your notepad, we talking about collectibles, collectibles. your to the seal, know the value is exceptional, uh, as it can be from TV to the VHS, yeah. Power Rangers, Star Wars, He-Man, yeah. Playsets, yeah. Transformers, G.I. Yeah. Joe with Destro, yeah. Light Brights with the glow, Power from Nintendo, Nintendo. so many toys you will never know. never know, welcome to Toycast, here we go.
0: This episode of the Time Blaster Toycast was produced and hosted by Dave Harbison, Joe D'Alessandro, and me, Keith Libra. We record live to tape from my shop, Time Blaster Toys, in Westland, Michigan. This episode was mixed and edited by Joe. Our theme song is by our pal, the talented Mark Cooper. Follow us on Instagram, at Time Blaster Toys, and YouTube, at Time Blaster Toycast. If you have a question, comment, or idea for our show, you can contact us via the Time Blaster Toy Line at 734-494-2292 or via email at timeblastertoys at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see everyone one next week.